are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Adam Mattis. Adam, the madness is upon us. We are in it. I'm so mad, man. Lakers. Take on the Charlotte Hornets. That's, that's it, huh? That was that's where you're that's going. Okay. that's what everybody was really excited about, right? Like that's uh, what everybody's looking forward not, to. Definitely not. <laughs> Are you a big like? Did you do you fill out brackets and all that stuff? Man, isn't it weird? This year's the first year I haven't I haven't filled one out yet. I'll probably do it after we get off this show. But mm-hmm. um, I, definitely enthusiasm at an all time low. I'm sure tomorrow about ten o'clock I'll be back in it. But at this very moment, yeah, I'm at, I just couldn't tell you too much about the tourney just yet. Today was the first college basketball i have watched all year that sounds right <laughs> today was the first nba basketball i was gonna say this is not that far <laughs> off your nba pace here, you know? we're gonna see who does the heavy lifting here as we get to this slate of games we do have a nice slate of games so we have about six games here to talk about in the first segment second segment we're gonna we're going to offer up our own march madness our own mm. uh march statistical madness and and right. some some crazy stats some mad stats so bro wacky. so wacky. so crazy bro from the second segment and then in the third segment this year this week's power rankings uh look this was a request somebody request. somebody really enjoyed the artist power rankings that we did a little while back and they wanted to know uh, about our scientist power rankings uh so i'm looking forward to that one that that artist one was a really fun little conversation that it created as well so we'll get to that here in a bit but before then let's take you through the slate of games yeah. the uh washington wizards can't believe not- you're starting but okay well I, I just have it in order of of where it's listed on my on my okay. scoreboard Okay. So uh, the Washington Wizards knock off the Utah Jazz 122, or they beat them 131 to 122. Also, another reason why I'm picking this game is because I get, you know, there's a chance that David is still listening at this point, and I want him to hear us talk about the Washington Wizards knocking off his Utah Jazz. Well, there you go. This one is really a a beat down. Um, You know, Utah was down by as many, I believe, let me say, I have it here, as 24. They were down 18 at the half. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal had 43 points, including 30 points in the second half. What's funny is Washington built this big lead early and Bradley Beal, I think had four points in the first quarter. It wasn't, it was without him. Mm-hmm. It, it was in the second half that he did all of his damage and kind of took over. Uh, and it's kind of crazy. And what's really crazy about this is Joe Ingles tonight goes eight of 10 from three and Utah gets blown out. Utah yeah. Jazz 41% as a team from the three point line, they've lost five of eight. Now they got, they reached that pinnacle. They started talking trash about how the league doesn't respect them. And all of a sudden <laughs> they've, they've given a reason for the league not to respect them. But um, over the last 10 games, this is the crazy stat, Anthony, over the last 10 games, this is spanning before the all-star break, the jazz have the 22nd defense. That's crazy. 22nd. I mean, I kind of, I, I, I sometimes wonder if when you're shooting the ball as well as Utah was shooting it for a while that you start to think, well, we could just outscore everybody. Yeah. And so, like, subconsciously, you start kind of letting up defensively. We also got to shout out Russell Westbrook with a 35-point, yeah. 15-rebound, 13-assist triple-double. That's some vintage Russ. And, uh, and, and yeah, yeah, I mean, you combine that. Like, it's, it's, it's really difficult to beat a team when uh, its two best players combine for almost 90 points. <laughs> Washington, yeah. Washington's such a weird team, man. Like, 
they've given a lot of good teams losses this year. Um, yeah. And yet they still are. Especially recently. Of, yeah, but even, but they're kind of on a little bit of a lull prior to tonight. Yeah. So uh, a little bit of a two-faced team, but tonight was the good version of them. And yeah, Utah scored well. Usually when Utah puts up 122 points, they win tonight. They not only lose, they get blown out a little bit. Even though it's only a nine-point finish, it was not that close of a game. Yeah. Utah's lead in the West down to one and a half games over the Lakers. Uh, Oklahoma City goes into Atlanta and gets beaten 116 to 93. Trey Young goes for 23 points, six rebounds, nine assists. Uh, Ty Jerome, a Ty Jerome sighting, goes wow. for uh, 18 points aboard and a couple assists uh, as well. But uh, a- Atlanta keeping pace in that insane playoff race down there. Not keeping pace there. Winners of seven straight, or I should say Nate McMillan. Setting the pace, I guess. I guess Nate, was... Nate McMillan's Atlanta Hawks, you know, taking over his interim, and all of a sudden here we are in a seven-game winning streak, um, mm-hmm. which I'm happy for Nate McMillan. You Me know, I'm, I, I like to he see him kind of bounce. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, but, but you know, you look at him in this situation and the fresh, you know, fresh team, fresh experience, and everybody seems to be playing well. Uh, it was blowout. And by the way, Oklahoma City executing a beautiful tank job. Getting to see the growth and development <laughs> of Pokashevsky, Shea Gildas Alexander, all the, all the guys, um, you know, they're 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 well on their way to a top pick, first of many. <laughs> like thirty something picks over the however long. Uh, the New York Knicks at home beat the Orlando Magic 94-93. Julius Randle goes for eighteen points, seventeen assists. And 10 boards, a uh, little, you know, just like most people have been saying all year, mini Jokic is, is what the comparison has been. Hey, man, and, I got I usually you're trolling me here, but I got to give it to you. 18, 10, and 17 for a big. Those that's are, a for real line. That's a for real Jokic line. So like, that's a, <laughs> I actually tip my hat to him. And not only that, Anthony, you get, uh, you put up that stat line when your team only scores 94 points. That means you had your hand in everything, man. That 18 yeah. points, 17 assists with the 94 points total. Um, you know, happy for Randall down the end. Reggie Bullock actually went for 20 points in this game and was a pretty, you know, a big contributor in this one, which is kind of wild. Both teams down the stretch tried to lose this game. I don't know if you caught the ending of this one, but both teams, that fourth quarter was just like a, you would have guessed both teams were tanking the way it was played all the way down to the final buzzer. Uh, mm-hmm. Bullock gets a jump ball, trying to inbound it. You're just going to get fouled. Somehow it turns into a jump ball. You lose the jump ball and then Orlando comes down to win and they immediately turn it over three seconds into their possession. They turn it over. So just a really, really weird one. And my last note on it here is, you know, the Orlando magic just obviously sliding They're at 13 and 27. Their season is yeah. over, but they get to take center stage of the NBA for the next week as the NBA trade deadline, they have so many targets on their team that be traded Aminu, Gordon, uh, you know, Fournier, you got a lot of guys on there. Terrence Ross, you got a bunch of guys on there that have been, um, you know, rumored to be in trades. And I would, I think they're going to probably try to hit the reset. I wonder if Sam Presti looks at that and is like, can I just run you guys for like a week and, and get as many first round picks as possible. Like it would be cool. If, like European soccer, you could loan a general manager. <laughs> loan, yeah, right. Right. He's, he's looking at that like, man, that would be fun. Look at everything that I could possibly get. It's going to be interesting. What all they walk away with sellers market in, in this, in this uh, trade yeah, deadline is what it's really that. looking like. And, and, uh, and so while obviously Orlando hoped to have a very different outcome to their season so far this year. 
you it 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 might not be a complete loss if they can pull things together here and and walk away from this this next week with with some decent assets. Anthony, Mister Brightside over here. Wow, I love dude, they have so spin. many. They have so many desirable players. Like they have All so right. many, like you know, potentially solid role player additions that mm. like the. I'll I'll say I'll say I'll put it this way: if they walk away from this next week or so with without proper assets that's when you say if you're an orlando magic fan that's where you say like what the bleep are we actually doing here what was the point of the season they're they're gonna make some deals though they should all right the next uh the next game here you have the phoenix suns losing at home to the minnesota timberwolves interestingly enough bet online uh folks out there uh the timberwolves are 10 and a half point dogs after beating phoenix uh in in this one they're playing in back-to-back <laughs> nights tomorrow so that's kind of interesting to me uh but the uh, the timberwolves be. yeah timberwolves playing significantly better especially on one side of the ball oh well you have to so here's the thing you know chris finch took over right before the all-star break and i think he starts his career losing six or seven straight it was it was really rough but yeah. you know so many of those wins coming no practice time we know how crazy this season is in particular mm-hmm. has been you get the all-star break you get a chance to to kind of work with your group here and what do you know they've won three of five three of six since the all-star game but three of five including wins over the pelicans um the blazers and now the suns that's pretty good. Like that counts as like an enormous, <laughs> even though none of them were in a row, I'm calling it. It's a winning streak for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Will Ferrell, we're going streaking. <laughs> it's been a decade since it's done this. And and your point earlier, yes, number one offensive rating since the All-Star game. So on that end of the court, they really are, are shining. And that's what Chris Finch was brought in to do was mm-hmm. really sort of make them dynamic. But the story tonight, and this is why I thought you were going to lead off with, Anthony Edwards, 42 points. 15 of 31 shooting this guy and he's having himself a month. He has been so much fun to watch so much fun to listen to just watch him grow. It's weird to say you watch and by the way, Carlton T towns tonight was great too. 41 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, really starting to become this like all around, you know, offensive type Mm -hmm. center involving his passing and playmaking. Um, But it's, it's interesting to say Anthony Edwards kind of taking over the personality of that team. I hope so. That'd be a really cool personality. Here's <laughs> here's here's a quote. Uh, Edwards after the game, he goes, "Wancho can shoot the piss out the ball." Yeah, I told him close. that's what you get paid to do. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Give me yeah. give me that personality. Uh, give me more of that personality. I I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you think Lamelo's lead in the Rookie of the Year kind of standings is 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 insurmountable do you think anthony edwards can kind of climb his way back into this i think i think there's there's half a season still you know almost Mm -hmm. half a season and anthony edwards the number he's put up lately have been just you know incredible um Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't think anything's over i don't think any of these awards we've screwed up this year anthony we need to go back and we're so bored in the pandemic and locked in our houses that we started debating about these things three months ago and it's like guys we're not before the season started we were (laughs) week one early mvp favorites and rookie of the year for whatever i we gotta we gotta we gotta wait we gotta chill because yeah there are these ebbs and flows but i gotta give a couple more shout outs here Juancho and gomez starting to play well you know Minnesota kind of made a bet on him this offseason, signing mm-hmm. him to that extension, and he has not performed well, but had a game-sealing dunk tonight and seems to be uh, a budding friendship between Edwards and Wancho that I can't wait to watch grow. And then another guy, Josh Akogi, who I really liked in the draft, has been out of the rotation for the most part of this year, starting to get a chance. And tonight, 
he absolutely locked up Devin Booker in the fourth quarter. Devin Booker had 34 points in the first three quarters. He just had one point in the fourth quarter as a Kogi really put the clamps on him. So uh, really good storylines, I think, going on right now in Minnesota, given how horrible their season's been. They were down 11 with 10 minutes to go, and they rallied back. And then lastly, Anthony, Phoenix, four and three since the All-Star game. So you look at Utah, you look at Phoenix – come out the all-star break they were great in the first half of the season mm-hmm. a little shaky and guess who they have on deck that's right the los angeles lakers and then a four-game east coast swing so phoenix they're gonna have a difficult time i think riding the ship because they because of their schedule ahead a lakers team that's playing significantly better on the other side of the break right now than they were heading into the break uh we'll LeBron's get to in that. seventh gear or whatever he said he's in like 12th <laughs> gear you know it's my my brand new Hyundai Palisade actually has an extra gear than the wow, what so a how, flex, man. What how about flex. that? Wow, how that's really that? that's really great. Very <laughs> happy for you, man. Uh, Portland Trailblazers knock off the New Orleans Pelicans 101 to 93. Dame, can we just like marvel at this dude? Like he, okay. he's the he's the surest bet in in the sport. <laughs> he's just he's so incredible to watch on a night-to-night basis. He's so much damn fun. He's been great this year. A little great branding. I think I think if a player really wants to brand themselves as clutch, coming up with Dame time, that's just a great it's just great, you know. Like well, that's about Damian Jones, but yeah, I mean you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Damian Lillard really having a great one. This is back to back. So many of these teams you were mentioning earlier. So many of these teams are doing those back to back games right now. This was another one of those. The second game in a row, Pelicans versus Portland, and Lillard now has 86 points over two games against the Pelicans. So he really found a matchup he loves there. Um, mm-hmm. We want to hear some weird stats though. Yeah, only 11 assists for the Trailblazers tonight in their win. No assists from Dame. No assists from Dame, 11 as a team, and they get a pretty comfortable win. Really, really weird. And then the Pelicans just couldn't shoot. 27% from – they do this a lot, by the way. 27% from three, 40% from the field. They're a team that is not good at shooting overall, but they have nights where they're atrocious, and this was one of them. Do you think they finally accept reality and start selling off pieces? I don't even know if that's accepting reality because there are, I mean, they're a young team and there is reason to say like Lonzo's a good player. Ingram's a good player. Zion's a good player. It hasn't come together for them yet, but I I do think that they end up making a trade with probably with Lonzo ball, but you know, it is one of those things where I would not be surprised if we look back at this very moment in time and think, did they have to, were the expectations Mm. a little too high for a team that was in chaos and a year that was in chaos and all of that. And you just stay the course. You make a big leap like a Phoenix Suns. Maybe you're just one veteran piece away and you all the other pieces come together. I, I think that might be true, but I don't think we're going to find out because I do think New Orleans makes a move. Last game of the night, the uh, Lakers knock off the Hornets at home, 116 to 105. It's funny. LeBron does this. He did this with Luka. He did it with Zion. And then he did it tonight with uh, LaMelo Ball where these young guys come in who are getting a ton of praise, rookie of the year type favorites. And, and LeBron really kind of takes it upon himself. He scored, I think it was something like 12 or 14 first quarter points uh, and, and finishes with 37, eight and six on the night. And, uh, and, and, you know, the Lakers obviously got bored. I think for, for stretches of the game, the offense didn't look all that good, especially in the second half, uh, but their defense continues to, they just continue to be, dominant on that side of the court and uh doing so without anybody who you you would point to and say like definitely going to be first team all nba defense 
Yeah, I mean, they almost held Charlotte to as few points as Denver did a night before. So it, it really is a testament to LeBron and the way he can just, uh, you know, just defend. And, and also, you know, incredible of him to to pull this one out in the fourth quarter of a, against a tired team. Um, well, they weren't really, that really tired because they, they they sat for much of the fourth that's true. quarter. Than that's, that's true. No, so. uh, no, this it's funny because Charlotte, I think I think Charlotte might be I, I hate to say this because it sounds overly harsh. I think Charlotte was a, a great story in the first half. Yeah, they're a fun team. They were. They, they were. I, I think that you know, clock. The clock struck midnight. I think there might be a pumpkin. Yeah. There, there might be turning into a pumpkin a little bit because having watched them now back to back nights. No, no, no. The, 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 the pumpkin resides in New Orleans. That's that's the Pelicans that we're talking about. Well, they were the pumpkin all along, though. They kind of the Charlotte at least was a feel good. Like, oh, look well, at I was, this I was team. just talking about like the general shape to Zion. But, but oh, yeah, you're geez. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not touching this one. But no, I think I think Charlotte. You know, unfortunately, when I watch them, I just—they're they, a good team. They're a good story, but I don't—I I think that what we're seeing over this last, really since the post All Star game, I think that's probably more in line with who they are. I know they got that four game winning streak early on uh, against some, a bad roster, but they go up against the good teams. I think you're going to see a lot of these ten point losses. Yeah, they—they they were the line heading into this one was eight points. I thought they were going to—I thought Charlotte would actually cover. Uh, because it's the kind of team that the Lakers would get kind of bored, bored against. But even even still, like even as the Lakers, their offense got super stagnant. New Orleans really wasn't able to do anything on either side of the ball to really make the Lakers sweat all that much. It, it was close. There were times where I believe New Orleans even had leads at some points in the game. One point lead yeah. here, tie game there. But the Lakers pretty comfortable throughout, even even given the, the what the score said. Markeith Morris, by the way, the two biggest baskets of the night. Not that I think Lakers were always going to win this one, but he mm-hmm. was the guy that kind of put him over the hump and put the game out of reach late, which is kind of surprising given that he only had seven points. I think all seven of them came right there in a row. Yep. All right. Let's take a quick second here. When we come back, uh, I want to, we're we, we going to play this March Madness game. Oh, man. We'll give the, the most insane stats from March thus it's gonna far. going to be so mad. Oh, we're sitting goodness. here on March 19th. Madness. We're going to get super mad, bro. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. Get all the sports you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Adam, have you been on that yet? No. Oh, okay. Well, I've been on there a few times. Peter is really, really good at what he does. So check out the show. Today's show is also brought to you in part by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, especially college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the scores, news, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. One more time, that is betonline.ag, promo code locked on for a 50% deposit bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. You ready to get super wacky? Dude, so mad. Such madness. Craziness, bro. All right, so 
define what like what's a mad stat to you is it the kind of thing that just makes you say wow or or it makes you say whoa or sometimes it makes you say whoa there it is there it is (laughs) that's gonna that's gonna end the show we're gonna end it right there it's not gonna oh no um all right (laughs) just some some crazy i mean it's march like we're only talking about seven games i think most teams have played about seven games some have played six some played eight so this Mm -hmm. is always fun with small sample size but most of this, almost all of it is coming post-All-Star break. We could call it just the post-All-Star break, but what it's March. We'll call it March Madness. Some yeah. trends that you might not have seen coming. I'll start with this number one. Boston Celtics have okay. the second best offense in the month of March. But That's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. But they have the worst defense in the month of March. <laughs> Boston Celtics, all offense, baby. Red Auerbach just rolling around in that grave. Just, just so angry at the lack of defense from those guys. Do you think, like, where, where do you stand on Boston? Like, what, what do you think they're, they're, they're just not good? Year? They're just not good. I mean, I mean, they're good. They're, they're good. I, I don't. I, I think that they might be fine. What, what do you mean fine? Like, are they? Like, are they? I don't think they're good. I don't. This is what I, I, think I mean. They're closer to fine on the scale of like adjectives. There's a drop off. I mean, there's just those teams that you say like, okay, can we talk ourselves into them being contenders? And for me, those are the 76ers, the Bucks, mm-hmm. the Nets, obviously. Maybe the Miami Heat who are surging with Jimmy Butler. I think those teams. And then there's a big like. It's not like the West where there's like you know there's a little level like step by step. You say okay, they're a little right. worse. Then you go down. I think there's those four teams, and then there's a giant drop off. And I think the Celtics yeah. are now in that second tier. They're not even bridging the gap between the two tiers. I just think they're down there. Yeah, future Indiana University coach Brad Stevens. <laughs> so, that one. So All well. right, what's your next stat? Steve Kerr and Brad Stevens. Everybody, everybody's got their pitchforks for it. I don't understand it. Um, next one. Who would you guess has the number one net rating in the month of March? Ooh. I'll give you a hint. It's a team who lost a leading MVP candidate to start the month. Is it Philly? The Philadelphia 76ers minus MVP leader Joel Embiid mm-hmm. have the best net rating. Absolutely. By the way, their defense has gotten better without Embiid, which is another thing I don't think people really anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty wild stat there that the 76ers, yes, your number one team here in the month of March. So clearly that means LeBron is the MVP. Right? It, must, it must mean that, yes. <laughs> There's no other... If he can, I'll tell you what, man, honestly, with LeBron, if he can just raise his scoring, rebounding, assists, steals, (laughs) field goal percentage and three point percentage, like he, he honestly will catch up to to Jokic. It'll be (laughs) neck and neck if he just improves those, those few categories. How far behind uh, the the Lakers are the Nuggets? Are they like, <laughs> like three games. Like it's not even that much. Man, you you, you talked a second ago about giant steps down. <laughs> and... what it is. <laughs> uh, anyway, Joel Embiid. Um, un- unfortunately, we'll see what happens. It's early. It's early, but Seventy um, Sixers and they did just lose, but the seventy and, and then actually collapsed against Milwaukee. Had a had a nice yeah. lead and then collapsed. But um, you know their defense is kind of wild. How good it's been. Um, number three. The, the Houston Rockets, this one's actually not surprising. The Houston mm-hmm. Rockets, they have been outscored in the month of March, I think through seven games, by 117 points. A total of 117 points. Jeez. That means you were getting blown out by 15 points every single night you step on the court. Every night. And here's the craziest thing. As a team, as a team, they are shooting 66% from the free throw line in the month of March. Oh, my gosh. 
they're shooting a Mason Plumlee that's a check from the team. line. <laughs> that is a, that is a checked out team. Actually. That's a that's a team that likes you know one two three Cancun. Oh man, they've got <laughs> like, a, the sad part like is they 30 got a, games to go. Yeah, because they've got a long way. <laughs> a bit. Um, like, I'm just trying to think. Can I also like? I really, I highly doubt that this is actually how this plays out. But there, I, I hope that they give. Uh, Silas, Steven Silas, a a decent look for next season too. Like, <laughs> there's no way that they can draw any conclusions from the absolute garbage disaster fire that we have seen this year. Well, the other thing though is, I mean, are they a team? I know, and I think they'll, they'll be players at the deadline. Like, they might be another team that we see making a lot of moves and maybe even adding players. Like, we talk about Aaron Gordon as one of the big names. They have interest in Aaron Gordon, so they might be a team that's looking to acquire talent that confuses you because they're trying to build for an immediate mm-hmm. rebuild, not a slow one. So, they'll be a they'll be an interesting team to see how they evolve. Number four, I got two more of these. Such madness here. Um, Damian Lillard has thirty six more three-point field goal attempts than anyone else in the month of March. And he has more than twice as many three-point field goal attempts as everyone in the league minus 13 players. He is taking an enormous amount of threes right now. Making so, a lot, too. So you said 36. They, I, I would just venture a guess that they played about seven games or so. They played eight games. They played eight games. So they played, okay. And he's taken 100 in – what was – oh, man, I had it up earlier. Well, but, but it, even still, so if it's 36, it's, it's, you know, four and a half, four and a half uh, threes more per game than the next closest right. person. <laughs> some of this is, you know, some of this is that Phoenix that or that Portland has been, has played eight games and most teams have played about seven. So he's got that going for him, but still, I mean, even on a per game basis, it's astronomical what he's doing That's right insane. now. That's yeah. a crazy. And then, and then, you know, from where those shots are usually coming from, right. Right. From 35 away and all of that stuff too. Um, and then, you know, he had the 50 point game. There was a lot of three pointers in that one. And then this is my Mm -hmm. number one. This is just such madness. Um, the Miami heat are five and two in the month of March Mm -hmm. while shooting a league worst 30.6% from three and Mm -hmm. a league's fourth worst 43.5% from the field five and two. And they can't make a bucket anywhere on the court. Where's their what's their defense at? Like well, it has to be pretty fan, insane. Yeah, their defense is fantastic. Well, you know, like Jimmy Butler, Mister Fourth Quarter, uh, yeah. getting to the foul line. You know, uh, all of those things. But you look at all. You just look at even with great defense, even with getting to the foul and drawing fouls and all insane. that other stuff. It's still crazy to be the worst three point shooting team yet still winning. But it just shows you, man. Miami has a, uh, you know, they're they're different. They're, by yeah. the way, they are the number one defense in the month of March, a 101.2 defensive rating. Only a 105 offensive rating, which would be good for 25th, but mm-hmm. that's good enough for five and two. Hey, you win games however you have to, especially given where they were at before Jimmy Butler came back. Yeah. How mad that's was fun. that? Was that madness? A lot of madness. A lot of madness. I think I think uh, the, 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 the March Madness tournament itself won't get any better than what you just listened to right now. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> all right let's take a quick second when we come back adam is gonna rank the top five what'd you do five i got four honorable mentions and then five yeah and then all right so nine scientists are gonna come up here in a bit we just had madness we're gonna have scientists mad science is 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 the theme of today's show can you pause it i gotta i thought Now that we're 
heading into the trade deadline, it's time to get your fantasy team in order for the postseason. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Follow the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is also brought to you in part by Bet on, or by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all of its bars. You got to check out the it, – it, I'm telling you, though, I got to tell the people, man, I have a new favorite. I've been telling everybody about that coconut brownie chunk. Yeah. A distant second, the new churro, marshmallow churro. I had it today. I had it yesterday. Then I had it again today. Fantastic. 10 out of you 10. Gotta, you got to work on your sales lingo. What did I say? Distant second? Like <laughs> I'm saying like, there's one that's so good. It's uh -huh. it's beyond everything. The churro, okay. uh, marshmallow the churro. So good. Oh, okay. Uh, today's matchup in this bracket that they have going on is between uh, caramel brownie and double chocolate. Which would which of those two would you go for? I think I say caramel. I think I go with caramel too. Caramel, I I, like I pronounce it caramel actually is how I pronounce it. So that really threw Do me you? off how you pronounced it. Yes. Caramel? Caramel? Caramel. caramel. Huh. Let us caramel. know. All right. Put uh, in a poll. <laughs> caramel or caramel? Uh, but go to builtbar.com and use your promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup. And who will become the best protein bar on the planet? All right, Adam. What? How are you defining? So we we we've done artists, right? We've done artistry on a basketball court. So how are you? Like, what what makes a basketball player a scientist? So what I have said, how I've described it, is you can categorize every NBA player into about three things: mm -hmm. scientists, artists. And forces of nature. A mm -hmm. force of nature is somebody who's just so athletically gifted. I mean, Zion Williamson is, you know, the best example yeah. of this. He's a force of nature. Like you, anybody honest, who's seen me walk onto a basketball court, that's me. <laughs> a force of nature, just so, you know, so physically overwhelming. Shaquille O'Neal. But then you have players who are artists. And I talk about these are players that put some creativity and, and improvisation into the game that they're really creating new ways to play and everything that they do feels like in an artistic expression. Mm -hmm. And then the last one I have, the scientists are the players who are there. There's two sort of sort of traits to it. One technically sound meaning you could tell mm -hmm. that the basketball was studied as if it was a science and it was like the footwork and the detail and the shooting form and all of this but then also the cerebral part of the game the the five on five aspect of it where they just the game becomes like a game of chess they're really right moving they, they just see all the moving parts and they can study it and almost explain it in in like written terms so that's what a scientist is and some players are both that's the that's or some players are all three you know you could get yeah you can get a little bit of a mixture. Most players fall somewhere on the spectrum. If you kind of picture a triangle, you know, some of them are a little, you know, some in the center, some a little bit more to one side or the other, but the scientists, I tried to narrow it down to the guys who are like score a 100 out of 100 on the scientist scale. Is the all time scientist in NBA history, Tim Duncan? Maybe he's up there. Cream. I think a lot of your bigs that are just fundamentally sound, you Kevin know, McHale. you, 
he had a little bit, I would say, even a little more artistry to him. I mean, like mm. a Tim Duncan move is sort of a face-up, jabs up, <laughs> and then off the jabs glass, up. right? Yeah. Mikhail at least had the shimmy shake up and up and under. You know, he had some, he had a little bit of uh, of that artistic flair to him. Um, but but I think Tim Duncan's a great example of that. Yeah, for a big man. All right, cool. All right, so where are we going with the uh, honorable mentions? You said you said you had four. So I, the first one is LeBron James, who I think mm-hmm. is very much a scientist, but. I think he's more defined as a force of nature. The thing mm-hmm. about him is he is both at, at his peak, the most athletically dominant player at his, you know, in the league and also the smartest player in, at, at, in the NBA at his league. What makes him so special. It's just what makes him so special. So he's, and that's why I discounted a little bit, but as I wouldn't call him a pure scientist, he's, he's a, he's a pure scientist and a pure force of nature, sort of this mix. Um, and I think that if you had to pick one and you could tell me, Anthony, what you think, if you had to say is, is LeBron James more of a force of nature or is he more of a, of a scientist to me, it's close, but I probably would say six foot nine, most athletic dude moves like a guard, mm-hmm. um, body control, just incredible. Like, I, th- I think that to me is the more defining trait of him, but not by that much. It's very close. His brain. I think earlier in his career, I would have agreed with you. I think at this stage yeah. of his career, he, he's more scientist. He's so freaking smart. Like you see him, you see him over the course of especially a series. Like that's what that's the thing that I've taken the most enjoyment of watching him on a more daily basis. Now that I I, I get to cover the guy, is that like when when I watch him in a series, he just he figures out a team, and yeah. when he figures out a team, it's just it's just kind of over. Yeah. <laughs> and and watching him figure that out and 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 see how quickly he figures it out and then and then he so clearly figures that that team out in yeah. in ways that you and I could see oh man he he sees the spot on the court that he can get to he 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 found his matchup he found yeah. the player that he thinks that the Lakers should hunt in any given situation and and that's where i would say he's more scientist and force of nature right now yeah um, it, it's close. I, I agree with you about oh, it, yeah. but, but, um, I still think is Robert Covington physically able to stop. Oh LeBron yeah, James? you're right. Still. No, I would say, and that's, you're, what's you're crazy right. is Robert Covington's pretty physically imposing, but yet next to a guy like LeBron, he still does no match physically. So, um, the, the other guy on the list, that's kind of similar to LeBron in, in, in this aspect is Kawhi Leonard, who mm-hmm. I think is a pure scientist. I mean, he's a robot. You know, he, he really is a <laughs> right. basketball robot, technically yeah. sound, everything he, he just gets made to his of spots. wires and bolts. And Every move he makes, circuitry. you could tell that he worked on that move a million times before, you know, in practice before he got to it. So he's very much a scientist, but he too is a bit of a force of nature, just in that he's one of the strongest players in the NBA and his, it's some of the strongest hands. So he probably to me would have been the first, like the number six off my list. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Tatum, also a scientist to me. I mm-hmm. find his game actually not that artistic it's not that it's not beautiful it's just that it's like it, it too looks like a it's more clinical it's very it's, clinical very mechanical yeah. like he's got all of his little moves and he just goes through the little progressions and he's very good at them but it's very rigid it's almost like yeah he, everything is is done perfectly the way he practiced it and then lastly rudy gobert this is a boring scientist this guy this is a scientist studying something really really lame like how to make Screen mayonnaise sense. or sweeter or something, you know, like, yeah, he's, 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 but he's a scientist. Like the things he does on a basketball court, there's no flair to that dude. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, a, it's just, Hey, very technically sound, but still very effective, extremely effective. And a little bit of a force of nature too. Cause he's just so tall. Yeah. I mean, long. I was going to say the, the, the fact that he can go up and get the ball where he can go up and get it. And yeah. 
you know, the, the, the parts of the court, especially vertically that he can reach that the vast majority of players cannot reach. And just the technical um, nature of the screens, he said, Anthony, I mean, just yeah. incredible screening, just very technically sound screening. Where do you have Anthony Davis in this, in this spectrum? More probably, I think he would probably be more of a force of nature than anything. And then mm-hmm. he's probably splits the difference between scientist and artist. So he's, he's, yeah. he's a little bit in between there. I, Again, this has nothing to do with how talented a player is. Like, no, no, no. I'm yeah. just like, like, I'm just, it's, it's interesting because this He's is a, a force really, of nature. It's a really cool look for me into like the way that you look at the game. So mm. like how you see players and you know, what you think that they prioritize and all of that, like that's, that's interesting to me. What's, what's interesting about Anthony Davis is he's the size of a center, but moves like a guard. And that's what makes yeah. him a force of nature is he's, what does somebody say? The rim protector on the perimeter. It's it, uh, part of what yeah. makes him so crazy. All right, he's our top five. Almost basically a big wing. Like a yeah, suit. Like, like a kind of, kind of is. Um, all right, so a top five here. Number mm-hmm. five, DeMar DeRozan. That's a good Again, one. Absolute scientist. Gets to those spots. Again, another guy that has a thousand different moves. And they can. they are all things that he just worked on his entire life. And you could tell it. Um, yeah, very rehearsed. Very, you know, get to my spot understand that like you could tell the guy studied kobe you know yeah. you could you could tell the, the way that he he went about you know kind of carving himself as as a player and carving out his game and and understanding you know the one thing that it was always fascinating to me on on games where i would go and watch um kobe and i would try to show up as early as possible and you show up and and every single warm up, every time I showed up was the same thing. And it was the same steps and it was the same, yeah. you know, the, the, the way that he kind of charted and even diagrammed his warmups. And then, you know, and then, you know, there were some changes based on the matchup, especially as a, as a playoff series was going along and where he was getting looks and stuff, but he was so, he was so, you know, militaristic, you know, and regimented in, in, in the way that he prepared. And you could see, I've never been to a game and been able to watch that with DeRozan, but I'm sure it would look very similar. By the way, Kobe, the Leonardo da Vinci of players, in that he is the perfect merging of science and, and and no, 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 of science and art. I mean, he's a no. bit of a force of nature. I think his like personality yep. and will or whatever, like he yeah. certainly has a lot of that in him as well. But I think he's like da Vinci in that the the art to him is also a science, and the science to him is also an art. Um, yeah. So he's 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 interest, interesting that way. Um, all right, number four. Mike Conley, Mike Conley, this is definitely a not too. a force of nature. I don't think really an artist, but incredibly effective, incredibly technically sound, low, mis- zero mistakes almost, yeah. and just knows exactly how to do the things that he's good at, runs a team extremely well. I think he's a, he's a scientist. So what you're saying is the Utah Jazz are really boring. <laughs> <laughs> Next is Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles, a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Boyan Bogdanovich. <laughs> just a lab. That's all it is. Just a lab up in Utah. It's breaking bad. Like Utah, uh, Utah Jazz. Oh, come of... on. That's not that cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Number three before I get before I get fired from this. Uh, number th- number three, Harrison Barnes. I think a pure yeah. Harrison Barnes might yeah. be the most pure scientist. There's no art to this guy. There's not really even a force to nature to him. He's got a good body, like a good build on him. Mm-hmm. But Harrison Barnes, to me, a 100% pure scientist. Yeah, not an overwhelming athlete. No. Good athlete, but not overwhelming. Good enough athlete to be a scientist, basically. Sure. Like he's, he, he's good enough to be able to get to his spot time in, time out, and make the same kind of move and the same kind of read. 
I'm he's interested annoyingly, in he's not an annoyingly mechanical player, though, I think. Yeah. Like, there's times where, like, he will miss a scoring opportunity because he has to do, like, everything so by the book. And, like, somebody will close out on him and block the shot. And it's like, well, I can't do this without <laughs> gathering my feet, squaring up, you know, like, we can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's my 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 grandpa was was very much like that, where like he was setting up for his meal and, and you would just sit there and you would watch him and his fork had to be in the right spot. Right. Yeah. His knife had to be in the right spot. And I had to you, know, you would sit there and like, Grandpa, can you eat? Like, can, can we eat now? Because we'd have to yeah. sit there and wait for that to be set up to do grace yeah. and then finally eat. So we're all sitting there starving with with Sunday food in front of us. And he's like, all right, I guess we're. Just gonna watch my food get cold. While my grandpa perfectly aligns and parallel, you know, makes his fork and knife perfectly parallel. This is great, great, great grandpa Irwin, a scientist through and through. <laughs> uh, number names on Mars, so actually, we're like naturally foremost scientist. Wow. All right, sorry. Uh, number two, Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green's an absolute scientist. He's a defensive scientist. Huh. Yeah, defensively. He's a defensive scientist. I mean, offensively too. To be honest with you, I mean, he's just a guy that sees the game, and it's just mm-hmm. like. He's one of those players that sees the matrix. He's yeah. inside the matrix and not really physically dominant, although he does that have, have that incredible wingspan that I think really serves him well. So that's, you know, a little bit of a force of nature aspect mm-hmm. to him. Not really any artist artistry to him, um, but he just sees the game, man. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I hope I hope he is able to like he and the Warriors are are give us like one more hurrah next season. They will. You know? With that, with that it's with a lock that. i'm telling you they will it's a lock i hope so i hope you're right they're doing this with like some of the worst supporting cast ever and they're still relatively into although kind of falling off a little bit yeah yeah um number one though the number one scientist can you guess who it is honestly no like i i, I had a, i had a pretty good feel for your artistry like i had a i had a pretty good yeah you know i i i, I could kind of understand where you were going with artistry but with Science, much like when I was in school, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Number one to me is Chris Paul, and he's oh, inter- he's an interesting one. sort of like um, to compare him to Steph Curry, who I think was our number one artist. So, and and mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because the approach is so different. I mean, Steph is just this you know constant creation and dominance through that creation, and I think that Chris Paul is dominant through his just again technically sound why is he always yelling at teammates and screaming at them it's because he right. he's like your grandpa and people keep messing with this fork and putting <laughs> it on the wrong side and he's like hey this is how we eat our dinner this fork goes over here before we eat and chris paul just i mean he's he's one of those guys that can walk into a room and he could tell exactly you know which what, what things out of place what's, what's out of place yeah uh, yeah exactly which by the way has been really good for the phoenix suns this year been like, incredible like that kind of regimented approach, very like, you know, I, I think eventually Walter it, White. he really is the Walter White. Of yeah. Basketball, isn't he? <laughs> does this mean like, does this mean like, does this make Devin Booker Jesse? I guess. I don't know. It probably loses a little bit. Probably <laughs> loses a little bit here, but, but like, I think eventually his approach wears people thin because much like waiting for grandpa to eat dinner, it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> nauseating. <laughs> Oh wow! I've learned so much about about you through this show, and it's 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 really horrifying. <laughs> there were there were the occasional times where I was getting ready to holler down at the the other end of the table, Grandpa. I swear your fork isn't moving anywhere. It's not going anywhere while we do while we say grace. Um, and so I think eventually, like Chris Paul, like you kind of saw it at the end of Lo- uh, Lob City, you saw it kind of with James Harden, where 
that incredibly regimented, like just absolutely everything has to be perfectly aligned, eventually wears people thin. But I think in this circumstance with that young core in, in, in Phoenix and, and that collection of guys, I think it, it winds up working perfectly. It's been really fun to watch him kind of implement some of himself there uh, and, and be at that stage before everybody you know, tells him, all right, Chris, eat your dinner. Like yeah. your, your fork is in the right spot, I promise. <laughs> I like it. This is there's no show like this one, is there, Anthony? This was a, a unique, a unique show. <laughs> a, 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 a weird and, and um a lot of fork per, talk. Perhaps uncomfortable peer into both of our psychologies, <laughs> but uh but fun nonetheless. I, this was this was the, this in the art thing is I think the best thing you've ever created for this show that we've done together. I would agree. Although I'm full of it's hard to pick too, because there's so many good ideas I've had over the years, but really isn't, you know, we're talking about those two things. Um, <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for this episode. And this week's episode of the locked on NBA podcast, uh, make sure you guys are tuned in, not just across this feed for a look across the league every single day, but no matter what is going on, we're heading into the trade deadline. And if there's a player that you have your eye on, on some different roster out there, check out that show's uh, Locked On podcast because you're going to learn about what that team is going to be looking for, what that player has done so far this year. Like one of the things that was kind of fun was Lakers fans tuning into Locked On Rockets and finding out actually PJ Tucker hasn't been very good this year. And so so that was, it's, it's always kind of a, a, an interesting look into uh, the full context as, be good as in this trade deadline. Be good I think so Yeah, I mean, everything in Houston has been a disaster. Uh, please continue to stay safe out there. And Adam and I will talk to you guys next Friday.